I figured about it out. that. But the opening part's hard because it's like this weird buildup. Well, I mean, I, I don't, you don't really know. I don't do, do enough that. time hanging out as a surfer boy to figure out what it's like to make that sound that's, on the. You move the camera. Wow. That's okay. Well, that's just what people get today. Yeah, that's just how it is. It's fine. This is an audio. This is an audio show. You really got to gaff that wire down better. That's you can't really gaff that because of how much tension there is. It is it. pretty tight. We should have we should have given it more more room to more room to maneuver. Where. Ten months into the lease, you know. It's just what else it's, can it's we? Not, it's not ten months. It's almost ten. It's like, it's like eight months. It's almost ten. Maybe, you round up not, to the nearest ten. You know? Eight to ten. We're 12, closer to 11. ten than you are to zero. We, we just finished month seven. This is month number eight. Joey, Nick, we are here for Garbage Game Club, and uh, I need to figure out how to. Fi how long do we normally do these shows for? It's whatever the the conversation carries us to. That's right, because I think what we've we've bottomed out at like twenty two, and we've like reached up into the hour plus. I know we've gone over an hour before. Yeah, for we've gone over an hour. But like that's that's a wide range. It just and depends just, on whether or not the game is deemed worthy. I'm just gonna call it. I'm just gonna call it. People are gonna know because they're looking on their on their players right now. They can see the TRT. That's total runtime for people not in the uh, production world. I'm still people surprised people don't know that. It's like just that's the thing that everyone should know. No TRT. No, we're what's we're, the TRT on that YouTube? What what's the TRT on that Ninja VOD? You know, what, how long is the video? That's the question. That's but, too many words. Yeah. What's the runtime? I gotta I, I gotta get headshots in Fortnite. I gotta get some victory royale. All you gotta do is shorten it to just TRT. You don't even have to have that that TRT is a question you can just say trt and they'll be like i oh, like you know 27 minutes you gotta say trt it's got it it's like you're inviting it over for afternoon tea like trt <laughs> we're talking about crash 4 it's, it's about time about time thank you sorry i stepped on that for you and um i don't know i don't know how long i can physically force myself <laughs> to, to talk about crash because We've gone over 50 games now. Do you know that we've gone over 50 games now in Garbage oh, Game Club? So many games. We're, we've we've hit like I, I think this might be number 50. I don't know. This is like somewhere in the mid 50s, I think, at this point. And out of all the games that we've played on the show, if I had to like pull a bottom three out of my ether, mm -hmm. out out of the ether. I would have been like, you know what? I didn't like Sayonara Wild Hearts. I was kind of open about that. Okay. You know, like, okay. And then the other two would have been question marks. Because you don't know. Because, like, you know, there's, there's we've played a lot of games, and not all of them are, like, you know, Hollow Knight levels of glorious, but most of them are at least good in some way, shape, or form. It's really hard to just, like, discern a bottom three or stuff I didn't like. You get so much liquid on your mustache. It's really throwing me off. Lots of bubbles in there. I'm sorry to distract. You. I just had to say something. I, sh I should have cleaned it off on the microphone. <laughs> what are the other two games, Joey? I didn't know what the other two. Were. Can 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 you easily name a bottom three? Um, no. like if you're playing Survivor, you want to just vote someone off the island right away? No, I'd have to look at the the body of works. Okay, and decide. Well, I think that this episode is going to make it very easy to at least toss one game into that pile of the bottom three and be like, "Fuck, what? go die!" Really. Dude, what is your history with Crash? Because my history with Crash is is like mixed. I never properly owned a PSX, which is the cool way to say PlayStation One or PlayStation. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I never owned one. I, I had like friends who had them. There were mutual locations that had them. I definitely played a lot of PS. 
and uh, I played some I played some hacked PlayStations too, where you can like download your own games and then you know like play them. So I remember mm-hmm. playing a hacked copy of Crash. Well, of all the games, all that's the, games, the one I, played, that uh, you the, I think the first game I ever pirated was was Crash Bandicoot. That's weird. And uh, we, I mean, like I had fun. I guess as a mm-hmm. child, kind of playing Crash, but I never sat down and played Crash like I sat down and played a Mario game. And I don't think I ever got to the end of a Crash game. It was always just like an intermittent. Let's play for a little bit. Let's pacify some time. Something else is going on, right? So I never had like this moment where Crash was was aching at my heartstrings. It was never like the game. I, mm. I I never got like Crash, the Sony mascot thing. Like if you ask me for a Sony mascot, I say like Kratos or Nathan Drake, or like if you really put a gun to my head, maybe Sad boy because they tried to do that but like it's it's kratos or nathan drake but i know for a lot of people the answer to that question of sony mascot is crash yeah and that's not for me uh i definitely grew up with crash bandicoot i loved crash bandicoot as a kid my cousin and i obsessed with it we uh i think my first crash game was actually crash 2 because i didn't get a playstation 1 right at launch i was a i was a fake gamer kid <laughs> um but i ended up with what whatever the second one was called i think it's like the return of cortex or something like that but i loved it i i loved how tough the game was and i liked that there was a game that is just like very active feedback in an era where i didn't understand what i was doing really but i just liked that if you died you just start over, and if you run out of lives, you just start all the way over. So I was like, okay, I get, I get what's going on. And I think I, I think I played that game before I got a memory card. So it was very much one of those. Well, I don't woke, turn the PlayStation off, Mom. I woke up today. Time to see how far I can get in Crash before I have to do my homework or whatever. Like it, it was just one of those things that I really enjoyed. And I, I think the thing that I really loved about Crash Two, and then ultimately uh, Crash Three, and then Wrath of Cortex, which is the first PS2 game, which is the time I realized, oh, maybe I don't like Crash anymore because that game had ungodly load times on PS2. But uh, I think the thing that really resonated with me for Crash was its kind of wacky antics. It really did feel like I was playing a cartoon, which I really liked. I had I, never experienced that. I felt like I was a, a Saturday morning cartoon that was missing, but now I get to actively play it, which, which was part of the appeal for me. So having had this long... Also, I love Crash... Uh, Crash Team Racing. Oh, good card racer. Very good game. Very good video game. But after that, I kind of like lost touch with Crash just because I was like, nah, Mario's for me, buddy. Like, I'm sorry, Crash, but I think Mario and then Jack and Daxter are like the ultimate successors to Crash in my book. Like, it it just feels like the natural evolution of a kid's attention span who gets into video games. So I was very curious when E3 of last year... I saw the trailer for this, and I saw some gameplay, and I was intrigued. I, they showed off the level where you get the, um, I forget the name of the mask, but... You, I don't know any of the mask names. You change the dimensions, and so basically you're doing platforming, and then like uh, a, like platforms appear as you tap the R2. I want to imagine someone was playing Titanfall 2, and they're like, you know what, guys? I know how to fix Crash. I mean, I, I was like, oh, this looks really cool, and I really like the visual style, and, like, this game looks gorgeous, and I've been meaning to actually play the other Crash games that were on the Insane trilogy, because the same, like, visual update that this game got, all the three original Crash games got. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll give that a shot. If I really liked Crash 4, it's about time. And I will say... I'm probably not going to get the insane trilogy because I think I've had my fill. 
I think it's another 10 years before I revisit Crash, you the, know? The thing, like, I know the Crash in my memory of, and everyone's saying, like, you know, Crash was kind of a difficult game. That was, like, one of the hallmarks of, of, of Crash is that you had to have a certain level of finesse to play it properly. It, 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 it challenged you as a player, right? And Crash challenged you as a player back then because I'm convinced it was just not designed cleanly. The... And there's live. There was a live system, and you could get a game over. You could get a game over, which they alleviate if you would like in uh, in Crash Four. And you're gonna need it. <laughs> and, I mean, no, I would I would have not played this game on a classic mode. Period. Also, if you die too much in Crash Four, it like slowly ramps up the assistance it gives you from checkpoint to checkpoint. It's yeah. actually a very they a, add checkpoints, right? They add checkpoints if you die enough between normal checkpoints, which I think is super interesting. So. They, they do a lot to kind of help you get along. But the thing th- that made me not excited to play Crash, and it's not the fact that, like, the story is, like, <laughs> like the fact that we shouldn't even talk about it. It just exists. I mean, it's a, it's cute. You know, it's it's fine. It, it's pretty par for course for this type of game. Yeah, I, I guess that's sure. I mean, there's no story in Mario. Exactly, which is a benefit almost. Yeah. If you, I think that every time, you know what, let me not exaggerate. I think that comfortably 75% of the time, three out of four deaths I had in Crash did not feel like my fault. It felt like either unclear hitboxes or not being able to control my character in the air properly Mm -hmm. or not knowing where the character is going to land because the circle shadow that is like your player indicator really doesn't look the same as the model most of the time or just not 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 understanding like oh your spin was just a little bit too off like the the game is precise in all the wrong ways it's like a i think it's very much the kind of game where people are like Man, why don't they make fighting games with actual hitboxes that are the outlines of their characters? And it's just the realization that oh, that's probably not fun. Like it's it if it's too precise, it, it almost feels like there's no wiggle room. There's that I think that there's this uncanny not an uncanny valley, but there's this thing that happens in video games. I think uh, kind of like suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think when you design hitboxes well in a way that is not maybe true to the character silhouette, but maybe true to the the unknown fun factor, I think it creates this, like, not quite suspension of disbelief, but it makes you feel like you're better at the game than you actually are. And I think that's important in a lot of games. You know how they add, how one of the big things they talk about in the design of Celeste is how they added Coyote Time, mm-hmm. where you can actually, like, jump a few pixels off of yeah. the... Uh, off of the... Uh, ledge that you're on coyote being like you know wily coyote mm-hmm. you know like being able to have actions after after he's off the ledge when he shouldn't be able to there's nothing like that in crash and i don't think that every game should you know have these mechanics that are slightly forgiving but i think you need to be able to recognize when your video game has problems with um precision and when to be forgiving about it celeste is a very difficult game and coyote time i couldn't imagine celeste without coyote time because with it probably, crash physics <laughs> if you had celeste with crash physics it would probably be borderline unplayable <laughs> especially at the high speeds like celeste yeah. is designed at 
crash isn't nearly as high speed, but the fact that sometimes you just, you know, you think you can jump, but you can't, or the double jump doesn't really work like you want it to. And maybe I can hear a lot of people screaming, Joey, you got to get good. You're some kind of filthy casual crash player. <laughs> How do you not understand all the intricacies and the beautiful design of the double jump and the masks and the spin and and being able to control your your verticality? It doesn't it it sure I think that that level of mastery might exist, but for the 1%. And I don't think that where, you know, there is that kind of development for some games like Celeste where you can really reward the 1%. Celeste is fine for the other 99% of people, Mm -hmm. or maybe the other 80% of people, and 20% of people rage quit. I think that Crash isn't good for everyone who isn't mastering the controls, which is is where its problems lies. Yeah, I think not only that, but I just feel like there's a lot of outdated game design, which is kind of funny because, like, I do think... When the game, when you boot up the game for the first time, you start a new game. It asks, "Do you want to go classic mode where there's lives and you can get game over, or do you want to just play for fun, like basically no lives, nothing matters, and just have fun?" And I was like, "Oh wow, they're gonna bring Crash into 2020. I like that. That's cool." And you know, I think in the first few worlds, I was having a good time because it's all pretty, pretty straightforward, pretty simple. And I loved being introduced to the dimension hopping mask. I was like. This is a this is a great addition to a platformer. Why doesn't every platformer have a thing like this? Because this just works for the type of game. Mm-hmm. Like there, Mario should have a, a feature like this. Like there should oh, be a, just you wait. There should be a mechanic in every platformer that has this weird phasing in and out of existence because it's so much fun. It, it's such a great idea, and I honestly, legitimately enjoyed every single mask edition that was added to the game mechanically. I love the upside down one. I love the one to slow down time. Um, and I love the one where you're just constantly spinning. Like I thought they forced you to reevaluate the world in some very interesting ways. Mm-hmm. But then I got to the levels uh, that Crash is infamous for. It's the running away from the thing that's chasing you. And that's when I start to get mad at the game. Not because like, I don't think that it's unfair because I think they do a good job of kiting you through the course via the, the fruits. But it, I feel like those levels are really where crashes like impreciseness really, really hits you over the head with just how unprecise they are. And it ain't great. It ain't great. And I know I was really talking up the visual style of the game because I do think the game is gorgeous looking. The best thing I have to say about the game is it's beautiful. Like I would, you remember when they made that Donkey Kong animated tv series where it was like 3d animated donkey kong I do, and actually. it looked awful yeah i remember that wow that's been a minute since i thought about that thing I've i watched a lot of that i would want that but for crash with its current visual fidelity like i think that's the thing that toys for bob the developer has done such a good job with with all of their revisiting of old school playstation one platformers spyro and crash both look gorgeous they're beautiful games but i think that Crash specifically, at least in this one, I think the art direction is so nice that it feels like it only belongs in a TV show or a movie, and it doesn't quite work for the game because I feel like it's it's hard to parse information that's happening on the screen as far as where you need to go, what you're capable of doing, if there's something hidden over here, and I feel like its art direction actually gets in the way of pointing you where you need to go or what you need to do often. A hallmark for me of games that i feel i 
like an exceptional amount is that I want to put in the time to like, you know, I'm going to take the time and then walk to the left if the game wants me to go to the right just to see what's there. Mm -hmm. I did none of that with Crash. I don't give a fuck about your extra diamonds, about mashing all the boxes. I don't I don't care about getting the VCR tapes. I don't care about doing the extra levels that it's the, the optional levels. I didn't even do optional levels. I'm just I did a couple of them. I'm just <laughs> mainlining it because I'm like, dude, I need to roll credits on this so I can get it out of my life. Like I was, I was, I guess having enough fun to not throw my controller at the wall or stop altogether, but it wasn't much more than that. I was having the bare minimum amount of enjoyment that I could be having. And knowing that there was a light at the end of the tunnel, I looked up like how many, how many levels there were. And I'm like, okay, I got like 10 left. I can <laughs> And then then you get to the uh, then you get to the final level. Mm. Oh yeah. Actually, it's funny because most of the game keeps a very similar difficulty curve for the first nine maps, mm -hmm. and the tenth map is just difficult, which I can respect. Have your last levels be harder. Have some Bowser's castles, if you will. You know that's fine. The last level just even more so ramps it up, and then the last. I don't know, six or seven screens the last level are brutal. I think I, I think I died about 85 times in that last stretch of the last level. I don't think I spent most maps. I think the majority of maps I died under like 15 times. Yeah, sounds about right. The final map, I died over 100 times, <laughs> with at least 80 of those being that last little stretch where I have to figure out how to properly control my character in in these scenarios all of those mechanics i mentioned about the different dimension hopping slowing down time the last stretch i honestly i think it's good oh it's great it's just difficult and the game does not prepare you to do that <laughs> no because it's just cakewalk cakewalk and now this is hell like this is the worst because it, it legitimately the last five ten minutes of the game the last five ten minutes are basically saying here's everything we've taught you all in this final moment. There's no buildup. It's just randomly, arbitrarily no. here. This is it. This is it. Have fun in hell, sucker. Because you are doing craziness. Like I would love to have replayed like a like a cinematic of me just watching my performance, a la Celeste, or um, whatever other, or like a Meat Boy, Meat Boy, and seeing all my previous failures and just. How fascinating that would look because I, I truly think you, you do magic in that last stretch of the final level. But, you know, I think that there's a lot Crash offers. I, I really do. I think that there's a lot for people who want this kind of game because, one, not only is there a billion different collectibles, like there's the, the prisms or whatever, there's the, the, the I don't even, I, I gave up. I 100%ed I like four levels. I was like, I can't keep doing this. This is going to take forever. There, there is, I guess, for if you're a crash phenom and you really yeah. want more out of this game, there's you can play every level backwards. You can collect like six diamonds in every level. You can break every box. You can 100%. You can get extra skins. You can. There's so many extra skins and they're all cute. They're all so can, fun. You can. There's a. Basically, the game's replayability comes out of can you do the level again? but harder or yeah. but faster or but dying less. And I'm like, no, I have no, I didn't want to do the extra new levels, let alone the levels where I had to, Hey, can you do world one, one again, but just uh, die under three times, smash all the boxes and then it's going to be yeah. backwards. No, I do not want to do that. 
I do like that the game does have um, one, not only the ability to play as Crash or his sister without any difference in gameplay. Like, I think that's just a great idea because Crash, you've never been able to do that. So I, I really do like how seamless it is because, again, representation matters. And, you know, uh, little girls who played Crash were just stuck with the stupid Bandicoot for most of their life. Um, and Crash's sister, Coco, is pretty cool. Um, but one thing that really stood out to me was the other characters that get introduced. What what are their names? Ton? Oh, yeah. It's so weird that they, like, gave a facelift to, to Crash's, like, love interest in the first game to where she's, like, some kind of, uh, like... She's, I, I feel she's like, like she's a like, punk she's, hero. She's, she's like a stereotype punk hero. Yeah, with a grapple. Queer thing. blue hair, like. Is that what's a? What is a bandicoot? Uh, some Australian shit. Is it? Yeah, I guess. Are you sure? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Don't fact check me. What do you What do you think about playing as the the crocodile man? Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I did. The only levels that I actually liked were the Neocortex levels. Really? You actually liked his levels. His were like the least fun out of all of them for me. I did not. I did appreciate. Again, uh, this game is completely style over substance in my opinion. And I think that really shows with the Cortex stuff. Because, you know, when Crash dies, he turns into an angel. And that's always kind of been a hallmark. But I love that when you're playing as Cortex and he dies, he turns into a demon. And like the music plays like that's such a good touch. It's fun. The game has a lot of good visual touches. What the game doesn't have is gameplay that feels satisfying if you're not willing to put in the hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to master it. Which I don't even know if it does feel that good if you do master it. I just think that it doesn't feel great, which is the problem. You know, I, I do think that a good example of the game not feeling good is the slide. Crash's slide. Because I always remember... I never know how far it goes. Yeah, I always remember Crash's slide being like the seamless, I'm going to run, slide under a thing, and keep on running without pause. But in this game, I found like every time I wanted to slide under something, I had that awkward like pause slash jerk forward, and then I kept moving. And I was like, huh, I can't nail this for some reason. Like It doesn't feel right to me. And that was just the thing that carried me throughout the entire game. I was like, this still doesn't feel right. I feel like I would have learned it by now. And it just don't feel right. It don't feel right. I do like the... I, I think that in a lot of games like Mario, when you collide into objects, it's very... You kind of have one, maybe three different styles of interactions when you collide with another object, especially boxes in this instance. Mm -hmm. And I do like that there is a variety um, that you don't really see in Mario games, which I'm, I've always been curious about. Why has there never been like a bouncy box in a Mario game? I mean, the question mark boxes? Yeah, but not like I'm, repeated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Music note boxes? I guess, yeah. But you don't get a reward from them. And Crash, you're always, there's, you there's always this feedback. And I, I think it feeds into, I do think they have an, a good understanding of what feels slash sounds good because. Every time I get a collectible, so there's something that's compelling me to be like, oh, why should you just get those over there? But at a certain point in the game, I just got so fed up with trying to roll credits. I was just like, forget the boxes. I'm just running to the end of the level. But like, there was still that need in me that I was like, man, I just want those, those crates. I want those fruits. Why? I, I gave up way sooner than you did. I just I'm don't like, know why. I get it. It's, because it's, it's the satisfying sound effect. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's the the... Everyone always underrates the perfect sound effect, but when you get when you just nail it, it just compels you to get them all. Nick, I feel like a better person for playing Crash Four. I feel more well rounded. That being said, you know how sometimes you like take medicine and it's like, well, that didn't taste good. Crash didn't taste good. 
Crash didn't taste good at all. I I would I would be hard pressed to recommend this to anyone who isn't but the most hardcoreiest of nostalgic Crash fans. For fun, I decided to take a look at Crash uh, Crash at Four's Metacritic score. Would you guess to tell me what it is, Joey? I'm gonna say seventy-seven. Oh man, I thought I typed Metacritic. One second. Oh, hold on. I got a bam now. I think that it's not in the green. I think 77 puts you at a high yellow. It is an 85. Oh, dude, that's such fucking... Dude, game journalism is so fucking <laughs> stupid. Honestly, game <laughs> journalism is so... Who Who is... Hold on. Give me your phone. Who <laughs> Who in the shit is giving this high scores? Ga- Why is a blog called Gaming Age on my Metacritic? Who the fuck are they? Games.cz, or the Czech Republic has, has, has a good idea of a crash. No, they don't. Press start. Wait, never why, heard of you. Why wouldn't they? They're just from another country. Joe. What? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Turkey video game blog is also what's putting it above 80. Okay, when, when do I get a reputable video game company? Who is... Where, what, what, oh, comic book? No, no. Daily Star giving it a 100? Who they are they? I can't find one... Gaming Trend, Game Machine, Game Bulk, Games Over, Gaming Nexus, uh, Brazil, App Trigger, Noisy Pixel, Digital Fix. None of these are finger guns. Have you heard? Game Rant. I guess maybe counts. Not really. Shack News. What? There's still even a website? Netherlands Gamer, Euro Gamer, IT. Euro Gamer's a good one. That's a, that's a good out. Well, Destructoid. Wait, isn't Destructoid gone? <laughs> I thought they went under. Games Radar. Can can I count Games yeah, Radar? Yeah, you can count Games Radar. Okay, hold on. I'm Game Pro. IGN Italy gave it an 87. We don't talk to them. V Games, Easy Allies, Game... Okay, Game Informer gave it an 85. Game Informer you know how far I just scrolled down score. to get something that wasn't like some kind of bullshit outlet? I still think that 85 is a little too generous for this game. Oh, 85 is way too generous. I think this game is more on I the... I Japan gave this an 80. I think it's more of a 6 out of 10. Dual... Sh- There's a PlayStation game review blog called Dual Shockers. Sounds yeah, like a porn site. they've been around for a while. Game Skinny gave it an 80, which is weird. Game... Okay, Game Spot. How about Game Spot? Game Spot gave it an 80. IGN gave it an 80. I think it's more of a, a 60, you know? Uh, that, that's That's my feeling. It's like a This is this is way too hard. It's like eating a can of whipped cream. It's good in theory, but then you just realize you're just pouring air sugar into your mouth and then after a while you get a little like contact high from the aerosol, you know? And at the end you just leave with a headache and a a, a pain in your stomach. Yeah. Good outlets like Polygon and The Verge don't give scores, but they don't leave great reviews. So, <laughs> you know. Jesus, Joey. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. It's, I'm, I'm just saying. That is inflated by bullshit outlets. <laughs> you shouldn't get to have opinions. Oh no. <laughs> I'm gonna gatekeep my gaming. Okay. Jesus. Everybody, what? Well, I feel like we need a, a, a some sort of pick me up after that. A pink. Oh, you're so up. close! I set you up. I set you up for the alley oop. A p- pick men up. A p- You're so close. Many me up. You could have just said a pick mini up. 
what if we just play Pikmin 3 Deluxe <laughs> on the next show? Because, 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 do you know that Pikmin 3 came out like fucking four years ago or some bullshit back on the Wii U? Uh, yeah, no one bought it on the Wii U. I, I, one thing I learned, and this will be the last thing I say about Pikmin before our podcast, Pikmin has never been a, a particularly profitable franchise for Nintendo. I had no idea. They've only made four games, and the first one didn't sell well. The second one didn't sell well. The third one was on the Wii U, LOL. And the fourth one is a DS game, which also didn't sell well. So that just makes sense. But Pikmin 3 Deluxe, the Switch port version, did come over to the Switch, duh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I think that in the spirit of you know rounding out 2020 with the last few bit of uh, AAA games that we can be playing which I don't know how Crash 4 on that list is a triple-A game. It's like a B game, I think, but, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, in your, in your words, it'd be a C game. I mean, it, it, it's a C game, but I think Crash is like a single-A game. I don't know. I don't know how that's classified. Point being, Pikmin 3 Deluxe on Switch we're going to be doing next time. And then the time after that, who knows? It probably won't be good enough to play Cyberpunk yet because it'll only be off for a couple of days. So we know that Cyberpunk is coming. We're dating this recording, saying that it's almost December 10th. It will be in, what, three days? Mm-hmm.